0: Welcome to our first ever MMA Gold Media Podcast, where every week we will bring you a summary of what happened in the world of the UFC. We will cover the most relevant breaking news, as well as interview clips from the most newsworthy personalities and fighters in our sport. Relax and listen up. Habib's coach shares conversation about leaving mixed martial arts entirely. American Kickboxing Academy head coach Javier Mendez was among the first to learn the news of Habib Nurmagomedov's mixed martial arts leave. During a recent interview with Submission Radio, Mendez revealed what he and Nurmagomedov discussed when Nurmagomedov told his future plans. There's really nothing I can say that's more important than family, so I'm with him 100% on what he wants to do. Mendez said, take a look.
1: Uh, I told him that, uh, you know, uh, to just remember, you know, you can always come back, you know, if that's what you choose to do, you know, and um, just your presence there in the corner, you know, with 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 us is is a big push for the guys. So you don't have to train the guys. You can just show up uh, fight night, you know, Mm -hmm. You, you know, but he he at the present time at the present time he's choosing to just stay at home. And and be with his family. And how can you fight that? (laughs) Like there's really there's really nothing I can say that's more important than family. So you know I'm with him 100 percent on what he wants to do.
0: Nurmagomedov will take time out of the public eye for the first time in years. When he retired from fighting, his presence in the sport was still widely felt by his fighting colleagues and some of the sport's leaders. Mendez is keeping the door open to Habib eventually returning to cornering fighters although it seems that the eagle is confident in his decision to step back. Chel Sonnen believes there's a chance Isla Makachev retires post-UFC 284. Former UFC star Chell Sonnen has questioned whether Habib Nurmagomedov's reported mixed martial arts exit will impact lightweight champion Isla Makachev. Recent reports revealed that the GOAT contender is planning to step away from his mixed martial arts tubies with the latest update noting that Habib's departure will leave Makachev without the eagle in his corner at UFC 284 next month. During a recent video uploaded to his YouTube channel, Sanin gave his take on the timing of Habib's decision, as well as the effect it may have on the reigning lightweight king. I cannot realistically imagine a scenario where Islam, in his career, goes into a bigger match and your trainer, mentor and coach is not going to be training. Mentoring or coaching you, it feels like a big deal. Sonnen claimed. Take a look. How much Islam needs Khabib? I know that Khabib needed his father.
1: Again, that's a sensitive topic. I'm not trying to go too far down that road, but this was made public in front of us. And the way that Khabib dealt with that, whether we like it or not, we can look back. The story is the same, which is I have an obligation. I have already committed to something. I'm going to see that through. And as soon as I do, I'm done. Is that how Islam feels? Is Islam got an obligation? He's going to go out there and he's going to see it through. And when that match is over, it's a big speculation by me. Hell of a speculation. But I'm just asking the question, right? I don't know. I don't have answers to this. I got two different websites. One of them says that he's stepping away. One of them says he's done with the industry. They're, they're vastly different. And when it's coming from somebody like Khabib, that means there is a the decision. That decision is made. That decision is going to be stuck to.
0: Sean Strickland suggests Paulo Costa has shot himself in the foot. UFC middleweight contender Sean Strickland has commented on Paulo Costa's current contractual standoff with the UFC, claiming that the problem is of the Brazilian's own doing. In 2022, the UFC officially announced that former champion Robert Weiriker would be fighting in front of his home crowd opposite Paulo Costa. But after a period that saw Costa insist that the fight wasn't official and wouldn't be until he was offered an increased pay package, the bout collapsed. During a recent interview with Helen Esports, number 7 ranked contender Sean Strickland gave his take on Paulo Costa's recent grievances with the UFC. I like Costa, but he's a fuck. He doesn't make weight. He's an idiot, Strickland said. Take a look. I mean, here's the thing about Costa, and I like Costa, but he's also a fuckhead.
1: He doesn't make weight, he's an idiot. So it's like, when you're a fuckhead and you go to the UFC and you say, hey, I wanna do this, I almost fought Marvin Vittori on a fucking two day notice because fucking his bitch ass wouldn't make
0: weight. So it's like, it's hard, man, when you don't do the right things, it's hard to get the right things back, but I don't fucking know, dude. Ariel Helwani claims Dana White isn't getting punished. Renowned mixed martial arts reporter Ariel Helwani has reacted to UFC president Dana White's recent media scrum surrounding the New Year's Eve altercation with his wife. For the first time since the interview he conducted alongside the emergence of the video, White addressed the incident publicly on Wednesday during a surprise appearance at UFC Vegas 67 Media Day. While Helwani respected the 53-year-old's decision to face reporters, The Canadian wasn't impressed with his self-assessment of any potential punishment. Deal with it. I appreciate the fact that he has to be introspective here, but just because you live with something, that doesn't mean that it's about like, that's, you could say that to any criminal then, like, oh, you're going to have to live with the fact that you, uh, you hit that person while drunk driving. No, you have to pay the consequences. You think everyone who, you know, drives drunk and gets into an accident, feels good about it? No, they don't. And they'll be labeled as such for the rest of their life. There's still consequences. Francis Ngannou's coach reveals the Predators' next opponent and potential timeline for Octagon return. There is a lot of excitement regarding Francis Ngannou's return to the Octagon. The reigning UFC heavyweight champion fought the last bout on his contract last January at UFC 270, when he defeated Cyril Ghosn via unanimous decision to retain his title. While speaking to MMA fighting, his coach Eric Nixick revealed the timeline for the Predators' return to the Octagon will also depend on his contract, saying, I do know that they're shooting for March and that John Jones is the opponent. Everything else is out of my hands. Listen.
1: Yeah, I think it's almost 50-50, to be honest with you. Uh, when, when you're talking business and timeline, you know, um, I'm confident from what I saw from Francis last, a couple weeks ago that if, if we had to be ready for March, I think we can get him ready. And, and But I think it is cutting it a little bit short just because he had to go back home and just renew his visa thing. And then obviously they still haven't announced anything yet with his contract or where they're at. So, I, I mean, I, I'm 50-50 for me. I, and I'm hoping, I'm, I'm pleasantly, you know, pulling for this thing. Fingers crossed that we get this deal done. And if it's not March, maybe it's uh, April or May or something like that. But I, I, I do know that they're shooting for March and John Jones is the opponent. So other than that, everything else is out of my hands. But if they tell me, hey, we're fighting March 4th, We'll have our guy ready, that's for
0: sure. Ganu vs. Jones has been a fantasy matchup that fans have wanted to see for years, especially when the former light heavyweight champion was teasing a move to heavyweight. Now that Boehm's has committed to the move and is ready to compete again, the fight could become a reality in the coming months. Cyril Ghosn calls out John Jones for a fight in March 2023. Cyril Gahn is not happy with sitting around and waiting and is instead calling his shot. Gon tweeted out a challenge to former light heavyweight champion John Jones to meet him in the octagon. With reigning heavyweight champion Francis Ngannou still not officially booked for a return, he is volunteering his services to welcome Bones to the division, writing, Where you at, Johnny Bones? I'm free this March, Vegas. If Ngannou can't come to terms on a new deal with the UFC, Gon vs. Bones would be the most logical fight to book. Jones would be competing against a technical striker and an opponent that moves very well for somebody his size. Jake Paul reacts to KSI's knockout win over FaZe Temper. Jake Paul believes KSI's recent win will give him false confidence. The influencer boxing scene has continued to grow, with two YouTubers leading the way. Paul and KSI are on a collision course for a massive fight in this new landscape. The latter returned to action on January 14 securing a first-round win against FaZe Temper, a professional eSports player. The problem child has kept a close eye on KSI as a potential future opponent. He reacted to his rival's win at Misfits and DeZone X Series 4 by tweeting out, I love when KSI wins because it gives him more confidence for him to actually get in the ring with me. John Jones may be training with former simultaneous two-division champion Henry Cevjudo, in the hopes that his experience competing in a different weight division will rub off on him. Take a look at what he had to say about training with Cevudo.
1: Well, I started training with Henry over a year ago, and
0: um, I was, I just happened to be in town actually. Uh, My kids had a volleyball tournament here in town, and I thought I'd, two birds with one stone. Come see a good
1: friend and um, and support my daughter's volleyball. And I'm glad I did come out here. Henry is just so intelligent and uh, such a great leader and tactician. And, and uh, it's just been great. It's been really great. Great trip so far. So day one of four, and uh, just a few weeks out from my first heavyweight championship against Serial Game. So yeah, um, Henry is just uh, he's just super passionate about MMA, man. And it's the details, you know, angles and. And um, it's really just the details. It's the fine print when it comes to Henry. That's what makes him special. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to have Henry uh, coaching me for this, this serial game fight. Um, hopefully our schedules can align
0: and we can get on the same page. And, uh, he could be one of my corners. Thanks, man. However, top-ranked bantamweight challenger, Sean O'Malley, who has had his share of encounters with Segudo in the past, disagrees. O'Malley wrote on Twitter, Henry brought in John Jones to prepare for me, smart but won't help. Now that the 135-pound champion, Aljamain Sterling, has declared that he will need time to properly recover from a long-standing bicep issue, a bout between O'Malley and Henry appears imminent. Sugar has recently challenged Cejudo, stating that he is willing to square off against Triple C in the meantime while Sterling recovers. Leon Edwards vs. Kamaru Usman 3 Set for UFC 286 It is official. Leon Edwards and Kamaru Usman are completing their trilogy at UFC 286 on March 18 at the O2 in London, England. UFC President Dana White announced the news during his appearance at the post-fight press conference for UFC Vegas 67 on Saturday. There was concern that the fight could be delayed because of a hand injury for Usman. But that rumor is officially squashed. So what is going on? Because all the rumors are that obviously March 18th, hopefully it's going to be you and Kamaru again for the yeah. rubber match. But yeah. he's walking around with a brace on. Ali Abdelaziz is saying, listen, Kamaru's going to be there. Yeah. If you can't say anything, then, then I respect that. But
1: from your perspective, yeah. were you fighting Kamaru Usman March 18th? Yeah, 100%. That's, that's what I've been told, that's what me and my team have been told. I was fought to the UFC la- last week, I think, and they said, no, nah, the fight's around. Is, is all the training for the fight, you know, so I was like, okay, perfect. So I am, I am aiming towards that. But if something changes in the meantime, then we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. But now I am focusing on that, that trilogy against Usman in London.
0: After Usman was dethroned, Edward said the third and potentially final fight would be on his terms which meant the ex-champion would have to go over to London for it. Guzman agreed, and here we are now. Breaking News Francis Ngannou officially parts ways with the UFC. The ongoing saga of Francis Ngannou's contract status with the UFC has reached its conclusion. For over a year now, Francis Ngannou's UFC contract status has been one of the hottest topics in mixed martial arts, with speculation on if he'd remain with the promotion and faced John Jones in a mega fight for the ages. Now, it appears that he may not compete in the UFC ever again. At the UFC Vegas 67 post-fight press conference, Dana White addressed Ngannou's status with the promotion.
1: You know, we've been working on a new agreement with Francis for like two years now. And uh, we had gotten to a point where, uh, you know, he was gonna fight John Jones and many, Many who believe, including me, that he's the best of all time, um, you know, for, for, for the heavyweight championship. And John Jones has been willing and ready and able to fight anybody. He didn't care who it was. Could have been anybody in the heavyweight division. He was ready to go. Um, and Francis, we we offered Francis a deal that would have made him the highest-paid heavyweight in the history of the company, more than Lesnar, more than anybody. Um, and he turned the deal down. So. You know, I, I don't know. You know, we, we get to this point where I, I've told you guys this before. If you don't want to be here, you don't have to be here. Uh, you know, I think Francis is in a place right now where he wants, he doesn't want to take a lot of risk. Feels like he's in a good position
0: um, where he could fight lesser opponents and, and make more money. These remarks seem to drive a stake through the heart of one of the most desired fights in UFC history, John Jones versus Francis Ngannou. Instead, John Jones will headline UFC 285 opposite Cyril Gannou for the undisputed heavyweight championship. And what's next for the now former UFC heavyweight champion Francis Ngannou? Only time will tell. John Jones secures new UFC deal ahead of Octagon Return. Yes, you heard that right, Jon Jones' UFC future is solidified ahead of his highly anticipated return at UFC 285 for the vacant heavyweight title. After Francis Ngannou parted ways with the UFC, the promotion wasted no time in booking Jones against Cyril Ghan at UFC 285. In addition to the fight announcement, the UFC has signed Jones to a new eight-fight contract. Jones' new deal ensures that the 35-year-old is locked in with the UFC for the foreseeable future. He hasn't fought in almost three years since vacating the light heavyweight title following a win at UFC 247. If Jones earns the heavyweight title at UFC 285, fans could expect a potentially long title reign following his new extension. UFC 285 takes place at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas on March 4th. Daniel Cormier explains the problems John Jones might have against Cyril Ghan. Daniel Cormier believes Cyril Ghan might be a more challenging stylistic matchup for John Jones compared to Francis Ngannou. In a video posted on his YouTube channel, Cormier reacted to the fight announcement saying, "I believe that what he has now is maybe a more difficult style matchup in Cyril Ghan. Listen, to the most I thought John versus Francis was the biggest and my most anticipated fight." Because of the dangers that Francis Nganu presents to John Jones with the power and everything. But let's not go crazy here and act as if John Jones has not seen power before. He's seen power,
1: nothing like the power of Nganu. But I believe that
0: what he has now may be a more difficult style matchup in Cyril Ghan. Uh, hate that Francis is gone, love that Jones is at
1: heavyweight. Love that it's against Cyril also. Hate that Stipe Miocic
0: has somehow gotten lost in the whole uh, mix of all this. Nganou was openly in a contract dispute before his release. There were rumors of negotiations improving, but the Predator ultimately didn't receive the offer he was looking for. Meanwhile, Jones finally has a fight date for his heavyweight debut after last fighting against Dominic Reyes in February, 2020. Paddy the Batty seems very likely to miss out on the UFC's return to London. Following his unanimous decision win over Jared Gordon at UFC 282 this past December, Pimblett revealed he suffered a few injuries. The Batty needed an MRI on his right ankle, which was injured after throwing a kick early. Depending on the results of the MRI, Pimblett said he would try and get a fight in before his wedding in May which could have seen him return for UFC 286 in March, but that is no longer an option for Pimlet, who revealed on a recent vlog that he would have surgery on his right ankle instead. Take a look. And onto it now, am I? Yeah. Right there?
1: Yeah. It must have been a first leg getting through his own, bashing on bashing right away, in the first round But looks like you've got a small amount of cartilage lost in this bit, and that's exactly where you saw. Yeah. The
0: other thing you've got is All this white stuff around here that's all fluid so that's what the swelling is now when we look at your ligaments that joins from your fibula which is this bone you've probably got what we call a grade two injury to that since a timeline for a return was not provided we'll have to wait to see patty the baddie back in the octagon jake paul versus tommy fury done deal for february per ariel helwani jake paul and tommy fury's highly anticipated boxing match has reportedly been confirmed after two previous cancellations, initially planned for December 19, 2021. The fight was first postponed due to Fury's broken rib and chest infection. A second attempt was made for August 6, 2022, but Fury's visa to enter the United States was denied, resulting in another cancellation. Jake Paul obviously made fun of this, Oh, I can't come and I can't do it because my dad can't be there with me during the fight. Well, Tommy, your dad has been banned from the United States for 15 years. You've known this the whole entire time. He's a criminal. He's not allowed in. When he fought Anthony Taylor in Cleveland, neither Tyson nor your dad were there with you in your U.S.
1: debut. And now all of a sudden you need your team with you? That doesn't make any fucking sense. I will agree to not have my team around me during the fight week. I will agree to not fight with my coaches in my corner. We can both fight solo, dolo, just like Devin Haney
0: was going to do against George Cambosos. This is what real boxers do. This is what real boxers, they make fights fucking happen. You're scared. You claim you're a professional boxer, but
1: you don't want to make the fight with me, who you've talked so much shit about, who you said you will
0: spark, who you say I'm nothing compared to you. Where's all that shit talk now, Tommy? However, a recent tweet by combat sports journalist Ariel Helwani confirmed that the two have agreed to a deal to fight in the squared circle on February 25. Helwani wrote, Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury is a done deal for February 25, per sources. Aljamain Sterling explains why he wouldn't be against interim title fight. Skepticism regarding the Sterling vs. Sephudo fight ramped up when Sterling revealed the reason for the fight's delay. He's dealing with a torn bicep that he might need surgery for, and he's expecting a prognosis later this week. It's whether or not I could compete with this torn bicep again, going through another training camp with a torn bicep. During a recent interview on the MMA Hour, Sterling explained how the division should proceed if he needs surgery. If Henry wants to wait for me, he can wait, Sterling said. Or if he wants to take what he thinks is the easier fight, he can fight Sean. Take a listen. Henry wants to wait for me, he can wait. Or if he wants to take the easier fight, what he thinks to be the easier fight, and fight Sean. If he wants to go beat up Sean, um, go beat up Sean. So and if you don't fight on March 4th, is Henry fighting Sean O'Malley? Is that what you're saying? That's not what I'm saying. OK. <laughs> I'm saying if Henry wants to wait for me, we can fight. If Sterling and his team decide to get surgery, he could be sidelined until the end of 2023. This could set the precedent for an interim title fight between Sohudo and O'Malley. Francis Nganu details the real deal breakers in negotiations with the UFC. Mixed martial arts superstar Francis Nganu has finally revealed the negotiations that led to the UFC signing him off their roster. Nganu's unexpected departure from the UFC has caused all kinds of speculation. Up until now, it was believed that the deal fell through due to Ngannou's refusal of an offer that would have made him the highest paid heavyweight in UFC history. However, this may not be the full story. Appearing in a recent interview with Ariel Helwani on the MMA Hour, the African heavyweight champion revealed that his exit from the UFC was due to more than just fighter pay issues. I asked for a lot of things, which doesn't mean I was expecting all those things. But I was expecting at least one or two. And Gandhi said, let's listen to the Predator himself. I asked for a lot of things, which doesn't mean I was expecting all those things, but I was expecting at least like a few, or one, two out of those things, you know. First I asked for a um, sponsorship, a right of a sponsorship, which we've been ripped off. We don't we can't have sponsorship. I have for health insurance. Couldn't have. I asked for a fighter, for a uh, fighter advocate, somebody in the board meeting who will advocate for a fighter. I asked for that. I couldn't have those stuff that I asked for, Mm. you know. But I just wanted to know that there's something that I do want and I also want them to take that at least in consideration, you know. John Jones speaks on Francis Ngannou's UFC release. During a recent interview with Sports Illustrated, Jones explained how his previous issues with the UFC are similar to Ngannou's. I'm happy for Francis, Jones admitted. I'm glad that Francis knows his worth. No man has a right to shame another man for fighting for his worth. I was in a very similar situation as Francis as a light heavyweight. I was never happy with my salary. I had to sit out three years and I missed a lot of time, but now we're here. I encourage Francis on his journey and I wish him all the best. Another company is going to be truly blessed to have him. Despite Nganu's release, Jones feels a fight with the former heavyweight champion remains a future possibility. If Jones wins the heavyweight title over Gon, Nganu's shadow will likely remain over the division. Regardless, Jones seems to understand where Ngani was coming from with his hostile negotiations. Gilbert Burns reportedly heard that Hamzat Chimaev is moving up to middleweight. Ever since Hamzat missed weight by over 7 pounds at UFC 279 last September, many within the mixed martial arts community have wondered whether the Chechen-born Swede will continue competing at welterweight. Bors has established himself as a force in the welterweight division, and is currently the number three-ranked contender in the UFC's official rankings. However, his ability to comfortably make weight at 170 pounds is still in question. Gilbert Burns seems to have an answer. In a tweet by TSN Sports, Aaron Bronsteder, the journalist, reported that when he questioned Burns about a rematch with Hamzet, Durino claimed to have heard about Boers making a move to 185 pounds. I spoke with Gilbert Burns today and when I asked him about a potential rematch with Hamzat Chimeyev, he said that he had heard that Chimeyev planned to move up to middleweight going forward. UFC 283 The Preview Brought to you by MMA Gold News UFC 283 is now a few days away, and MMA Gold News is here to deliver the preview of the first pay-per-view event of the year. To kick off the main event, we have a light heavyweight clash between Paul Craig and Johnny Walker. Then the women take the scene with Lauren Murphy versus Jessica Andrade in the flyweight division. After that, comes an exciting welterweight fight between Gilbert Burns and Neil Magny just right before the co-main event and the most exciting fight on the card, the rubber match between the flyweight champion Davison Figueiredo and interim flyweight champion Brandon Moreno for the undisputed flyweight championship of the world. And finally, we have the main event of the evening with former champion Glover Takes Era versus the younger, hungrier Jamal Hill for the light heavyweight championship of the world. We can't wait any longer for this event to start. It should be a banger. That's all for this week's episode. Make sure to follow our show and tune in to next week's episode so you don't miss any details about the UFC. Thanks for listening. See you next week.